Hello and welcome to the Fiercely Awakening Podcast. My name is Dr. Tanya Holcomb, and I'm on a mission to normalize naturopathy in big, bold ways. I want you to see the world through my eyes, where extraordinary health and massive upgrades in life are always available to you. You'll be inspired to trust your body's wisdom to heal, motivated to claim your next upgrade in health and life, release what no longer serves you, and pursue what you truly desire. If you seek truth, you are on the freedom path to your greatest potential. You are Fiercely Awakening. Welcome. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Fiercely Awakening podcast. So we're going to dial things up a little bit, you guys, and we are going to have some fun with a three-part series. So a couple of years ago, I led this series, and it's called Extraordinarily So. Many of you will likely remember it, and it was really an amazing experience. And I don't know, maybe it's the vibes of the dandelions being scattered all over my yard, or maybe it's my 40th birthday energy in the air. I don't know. Whatever it is, I just feel really called to bring it back to life and have it live permanently on the Fiercely Awakening podcast. So in these next three episodes, we are going to be uh, speaking precisely about you tapping into the frequency of highest potentiality. And I really believe that these next three episodes will change the way you see the world around you. It will change the way, I hope, that you navigate life. It's really about deepening the way you're able to go all in and the way you're able to lean all the way back. So as always, you're going to hear what you're ready to hear. Um, This is what really determines our speed of transformation because there's a significant difference of a toe being dipped into this work and a person who's showering in it daily. So I know for me, once I even scratched the surface of this work, it was give it to me in every single direction. And honestly, it's really what um, has created my library. You know, if you look at my library, so many of the books is really about this topic of, of in raising my vibe, you know, the, to put it simply of like, what do you mean like attracts like? What do you mean there's a law of abundance? What do you mean that this is about frequency work? And so when you continue to listen to, the, to even the same episode, uh, when you re-listen to it, I should say, it will continue to land a little deeper. And when you stick with me and stick with this work, you'll start to hear in between the words. Because in between the words, in that emptiness, there's an offering. So to put this in a little bit of perspective, Bob Proctor, which I know I've talked about him before on the podcast, he's no longer with us on earth, but he was an incredible, incredible, generous soul. And he was gifted the book, Think and Grow Rich, which is one of the top books that I would recommend uh, reading. Um, 
But he was gifted this book, I think, when he was in his 20s. And he read it daily for like over 60 years, I want to say. So really amazing. He read the same book every day. Well, of course, the Bible is a book that's read every day. And every time that it's read, you pick out something differently. You see something differently. You hear something differently. And so the more that you're with this work, the more that you're with this study, you develop different layers of embodiment with it. Okay, it's really amazing. So, um, all right, a little story time. So when I was in seventh grade, I started to see the number 21 everywhere. I can remember vividly, I was sitting in social studies class and it finally landed in my soul that this was something bigger than a coincidence. That this was some sort of communication and I really didn't know what the communication meant but I knew that it was feeling more and more intentional. And so this 21 became my favorite number and I used it uh, loosely. You know, it was my code name when my friends were writing, you know, letters to each other in school, they would say, dear 21. And as I went into high school, the pattern of seeing 21 just only continued to intensify. And what was really happening is that it was activating this feeling of me that I was okay. It made me feel held. It made me feel supported. It made me feel not alone. And when I would see it at high frequency, it was like this vibe of like, ooh, things are going to be extra magical today. And extra magical didn't mean that there was going to be fireworks, you know, um, but that I was going to feel into a higher vibration. Of course, I didn't know how to say it like that, but it was like I was going to be happier or there was going to be more laughter or maybe even a little bit of bliss. But I also knew that if I was going to have a bad day, that it was still like this warm hug of like, and everything's going to be okay. So it was just a pattern that was so consistent for me, this sensation of being held. And the only way I knew how to explain it to myself back then was that it was this code speak between God and I. It was this communication uh, between us. And so, again, it just made me feel like I was exactly where I was supposed to be and I was being supported. It was that feeling. Now, you know we've talked so many times about how the feeling is everything. How we feel is everything about what we're bringing closer to us. The worse that we feel, the more doubt that we feel, the more hatred in our heart towards ourselves, the more we push away what we want. Those are the boulders that we drop in. So here I was, you know, as a young kid, seeing this consistent number that was making me feel good. Amazing, right? So towards the end of my time in college, I had read this book that was called A Good Man is Hard to Find Unless You Put God in Charge of Your Search Committee. 
literally this was what this book was called and it was given to me by gosh now I'm not now I'm even wondering who who gave me this book okay I don't remember um but it was the first time that I had ever done anything like this that felt as I now understand it co-creative and so certainly like I had prayed for things a lot in my life but oftentimes when we're praying it feels like the weight is on God to figure this out versus our pursuit of that and a huge part about our pursuit of things is being clear on what do you want if you were placing an order what would the order slip say and so in this book, it was saying, you know, a good man is hard to find, but if you put God in charge of your search committee, well, you know, possibilities are endless. And so it was really this time that I can remember actually activating my say and getting really clear about what I desired and then giving it to God and letting go. So I had very detailed descriptions of what I want. Um, like even things like he will have a visible representation of faith that he will wear. He will have strong country roots like mine, but be able to hold his ground in the city. Uh, he'll have brown eyes and dark hair and skin that tans with very little effort. He will love animals. Like it was so detailed. Like I wish I could find this list, but I do not have it anymore. But there was just, it was so detailed. And I guess, you know, my list comes alive in front of me every single day because that is my husband. And when I met him, I knew. I full body knew I did this. This was me being clear and putting God in charge and me leaning back in holy Toledo, it is here in real form. So every detail I had wrote down, he had it. Only it was even better than I imagined. This or better, right? But when I saw him, he was wearing a cross necklace. What? Like things like that. So many things. And so clearly I'm like freaking out that I manifested this. That was not the word that I used back then. I didn't, that word wasn't even in my vocabulary but it was that I was intentional and this happened. And so it, it felt and I knew that this was, something was happening with my ability to be really clear and then see it in physical form. But like, I couldn't be this crazy girl who was like, oh my gosh, I made a list, look at this list, you're this person, like that would have been wild. Never did I say that. But inside I was like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. So fast forward, you know, we're dating fast forward six months later and he breaks up with me. I'm like, this was not what I expected. And I really did not do so well with this news. It did not make sense to me because I was very clear, very intentional. He came into my life. It felt very real. Things were going great. And then they weren't. And so I was very caught off guard by this. And I was honestly uh, really, really heartbroken. And so every time I would think worse thoughts, I, you know, like we do, we think, um, 
you know, we're never going to be together again, just that whole spiral, you know, and I didn't have any of these set of tools that I have now. I, I was not this version. And so I was, was able to go into this doom and gloom depression and was very confused. But every time I would do that and I would think the worst, I would see the 21 number within seconds. So whether I was at the gas pump or on the license plate in front of me or on the clock or in a movie or on a book, like it was everywhere. And it was just this feeling of like, I don't know how, but I just knew everything was going to be okay. And I didn't know what that meant, but there was a part of me that felt like our story is not over yet. Like this is a blip and I'm going to surrender to this blip because I am being told that everything is okay. So again, I I didn't have the words then. I just knew that the pain I felt was an offering to me. It was like, it was like helping me become a person to have a next level care of what was being born for us. It's like, I had to be able to handle the flip side. I had to be able to handle the the good of manifesting it and also be able to handle losing it. This is the duality. This is being able to hold both the joy and the sadness. And so I felt, again, I didn't have the words. I didn't have the library of thought that I had now, but it's amazing that with so little that I had, I could tap into the feeling of I'm going to be okay and this is for me. This is happening for me. So again, tiny little ego was driving the show the majority of the time. So please know I spiraled way more than what I would today. Um, But thank gosh, I had this, this continuous dangling of a carrot in front of me, this continuous uh, 21 sign saying, listen, babe, all is going to be fine. So... Fast forward six months later, we got together, we dated for two years, we were engaged for two years, and now we're going to be married for 15 years. And of course, it has been uh, a roller coaster ride, and we have evolved as individuals, and our marriage continues to evolve uh, to really beautiful places. Um, but that is because now I understand too that there is a contract very much at play and we are learning and growing and here to evolve together so contracts is maybe something we'll talk more about uh, such a big conversation Uh, maybe i touch upon it in the next two classes but if not i definitely think we need to do a whole contract class because it's something that if you work with me inside of vitalize and you're in a relationship i will like any relationship friendship uh, partnership whatever i the question that i will ask is is this still an active contract because if this contract is active then show up to this contract there's nothing worse than than being in a relationship with one foot in and one foot out okay so again this that level of embodiment for me did not come until much later but um super super important so anyway um at this point it, like my relationship with this 21 communication that I have is like solid, right? Because 
it has not let me down. And in a time in my life where I was in extreme despair because I was heartbroken, I was numb, I was sad, I was grieving this loss that I didn't understand because I thought that it was meant to be something more. And here I have this communication saying, you're going to be okay. And then I was better than okay. I'm trusting this. This is like, there is something here. This is a channel and I trust it. So fast forward again, when I was 19 weeks pregnant, I had this day where I was seeing 21 a couple of times an hour. It was so intense. And having had seen this number since seventh grade, there were days where I took it for granted. So instead of feeling, you know, um, like that, like, woo, excitement, right? Sometimes I would just be like, oh, hey, you know, like, hey there, hey God, what's up, you know? Um, But this day, it was like really wanting to get my attention. And I remember telling my husband, I have been seeing 21 all day today. And I was like, I don't get it because today seems like such an ordinary day. It was just an ordinary day. I think I was just cleaning the house, you know, it wasn't anything crazy, but it was so intense. And so in the middle of the night that night, I start bleeding heavy. I am 19 weeks pregnant, you guys, and I am bleeding heavy. And I felt shattered because I was so sure in that moment that that could mean only one thing, that I was having a miscarriage. And I felt so afraid. I was terrified. I was just so, so, so scared. And we were driving to the hospital, which was quite a far drive because there was basically only one person that I was willing to uh, work with, you know, um, at that time. And now, of course, I would do things different from that and be at home. But um, I, we were driving to the hospital and on the drive, I remembered, I remembered the day and all of the signs, all of the 21s that had came through that day. And I knew in that moment that everything was going to be okay. And my fear dissipated instantly. When we got to the hospital, they wanted to do an ultrasound and I said that would not be necessary. I just wanted to hear the heartbeat. And there he was and all was well. Now, there was certainly a lesson to that situation because there's always a lesson. And I was doing way too much. I was pushing my body way too much. And so I immediately uh, activated bed, you know, said I was basically going to be um, I basically told people that my doctor put me on bed rest, even though that wasn't exactly what had happened. I chose to put myself on bed rest and just really give myself, uh, the space for healing. Um, I was told, I believe like not to pick up o- over five pounds, you know, which is like, that's basically a lot of things that you can't pick up. Um, So I was given those types of instructions, but like I was really like locking in rest. 
And this was where my intuition was so key. You know, the intuition is what guides you on the messages and the signs. It's a feeling that only you can know. Um, So we can see when I saw the bleeding, I instantly went into worst case scenario. But I was able to shift myself out of that because that worst case scenario was not going to serve any of us. That worst case scenario was going to put us on the course for worst case scenario. And so the best thing that I could do was shift out of fear and hold space and know that I was going to be okay. And that's what that did for me. So again, when we're able to get back into a place without fear, when we're able to be back in our power, then we can interpret the message. So as my spiritual journey deepened, I started to see, like many of you see, uh, now I started to see 1111, 111, and then that evolved to 333, 444, 555, and now it's like there's patterns of different kinds all the kind, all the time. Now, of course, it's still 1111, 111, 333, 444, 555, like that still is happening, um, but then other things will come up and it's like my, I'm so tuned in to the messages. But this also expanded to engage with nature and the signs from nature. Uh, the trust had already been established with that one sign and it was like it was a language that was evolving and there were so many signs all around me all the time but i didn't know how to see them you know then until the blinders started to come off and i could see more and more and more signs that were always there and this is really how i operate today so i've had so many extraordinary experiences with the feeling of knowing how supported I am, that I'm on the right path, and the confirmation of communication. And the communication really becomes my confirmation. So whether it's a number or a rock that gets my attention or a flower or a feather or a butterfly, an animal or an insect, a person, or whether it's picking up a book and turning it to a page that just speaks right to me, or turning on the radio and knowing that the message or word was for me, it's working in this incredible harmony that I am not alone and there is so much love all around me all the time. And all of this is doing and activating, I trust, I trust, I trust. That when I feel it, it's for me. It's a knowing. And the timing and the detail are always divine. So... To give you an example, this was a couple years ago. Uh, my son's birthday is always on Memorial Day weekend, and so this was his eighth birthday. And we had an incredible day, but my husband and I were leaving to go on vacation that following Monday. I think we were going away for like, because both my son and my birthdays is in May, and so I think my husband and I were getting away for my birthday party. We were just heading out later. So we had my son's birthday party, and then we were heading out. And... Um, We had the party outside and then Sunday my mom came over and we were just cleaning up and we brought all the gifts inside. Well, when we got home from our trip on Friday, we picked up my son from my mom's. We get home and the first thing he did is went to his room and calls me into his room and says that there's a mouse in his room. Now we have two cats that are indoor and two cats that are outdoor. And so, um, 
with cats around, right? Like we seldom have anything with mice. There's seldom any mouse that gets close enough to our house. And so I don't ever recall ever having a mouse in our house, like ever. So here he tells me that there's a mouse in his room and I'm like, "Mm mm-hmm sure there's a mouse in your room and so in his room he has like a kid desk and on the little chair in front of his desk is a gift bag and uh it's a tall it's like one of those tall gift bags and he said it's in here and I'm like okay yeah (laughs) there's a mouse in the bag good one but I still went cautiously over to this bag and I peek inside of it and sure enough there is a mouse in the bag. How long has this mouse been in the bag? How did the mouse get in the bag? I don't know. So I take it outside and set it free. Um, A little fun fact about me is like, it doesn't matter what it is in my house. I set it free. That is like a rule. Like I do not kill anything in my house. Doesn't matter how creepy, crawly or whatever. I set it free. Uh, But then it hit me and I was like, there was a mouse in a bag there was a mouse in a gift bag in my son's room i'm pretty sure that's a message for me so i did a little googling and uh it landed for me that there was something very obvious right in front of me that i wasn't moving on like that was the message that came through so i moved i moved on something that had been in front of my face but I wasn't willing to see it until recently. And even after I saw it, I was sitting on it. And so this was my little nature love in a gift bag to move. That's how this works. Like there are signs all around us that are helping to nudge us forward because we are meant to move forward. We are not meant to feel stagnant, to feel stuck in the same old, same old. Like we're not meant to feel like nothing's getting better, everything's the same. Like we are meant to bust through those limiting beliefs and these signs around us help create the feeling of being supported and having that little swift kick in their butt to get going on it. But this does not mean that every single robin I see or every single worm that I save or deer that I see or animal that passes me by means I'm looking for the meaning of it. It's like when it's loud, like a mouse in a gift bag. That's a pretty big sign. Or when I see it and I feel the feeling that this is for me. It's like, oh, you're for me, aren't you? Like you are for me. That's what this is. Uh, So I also, just a quick little drop in, I never play with negative energy. Like if I came across a Google search on something and it was like, this mouse means that you're gonna stub your toe today or something wild like that, I would never entangle with the negative message or the lower vibration message. My channel is a high vibration full of love, full of faith, full of desire, full of gratitude. And that does not mean that I think that we get to escape painful situations. Um, Actually, I did stub my toe today. So, um, and of course, there's much more painful things than that. uh, Or that I'm naive, that I think we can outrun grief and sadness. Um, I know that we're here to hold both. But I also know that when we are working 
with the energies of trust and love and faith and desire, uh, that is what we're co-creating with. And that is what we're allowing to bring closer to us all the time. And so when we work in the negative energies, we are creating far more obstacles in our path, which is deepening the frustration that we feel or the doubt that we feel. And it's continuing, continuing a pattern of that. So I always choose the positive message, the choose the positive aha. I feel in that feeling of support. If nothing else, I feel supported. Just allow yourself in your body right now to feel the feeling of being supported. It is a powerful feeling to know that you are supported. Okay, so in manifestation, I work with the law of polarity, which is that everything I desire is already here. I just can't see it yet. And so at the end of manifestation statements, which are saying like what you desire as if it's already done, you may end it with it's done, it's done, it's done. Or you might say, and so it is, or for the highest good of all, or not at all. Or one of my favorites, right? This or better, like this or better. Um, another one of my favorites is that you put it in the God box. You know, like you have the intention like I did with, uh, you know, like, what do I actually want in a partner? You know, what do I want in a partner? And I wrote it down and then I essentially put it in the God box. That's what I did. Like, I didn't worry about it anymore. Like, this is what I want. This is my order. It's in the God's box. Okay. But I had to get clear. That was my part. But for example, on a smaller scale is I might say like, I'm so happy and grateful that today's podcast connects with all the women who are searching and ready for this message. It is done. It is done. It is done. That's it. I don't worry about anymore if this is going to be too much for some people, if I'm going to say something that offends somebody, if I'm going to. It's like my intention is that I'm sharing a little bit with me, with you, and hoping that it connects with you to help you develop, to help you uh, build a relationship with you even more because that's what this is all about, right? And by building a relationship with you, you are building a relationship with your faith. Okay, it all plays hand in hand. So um, so there's a frequency that came through me. That's for me. But I also believe it is for all of us. And I love this frequency so much. And this is the frequency that I call extraordinarily so. This is the frequency of highest potentiality. It means of all the potentials in the quantum field, I am entangling in the highest potential for my desires and growth. It's the trust that I don't get to know how. I don't need to because every detail is being fine-tuned for me and all involved. That even if it's not what I expected, I know it's for me. That there's an extraordinary memory or a lesson. So when I say extraordinarily so, it's this feeling of bliss. It's an instant reminder that there's nothing I can't be, do, or have. That it's all here. And this act instantly activates the vibration where manifestation begins. 
So if I could call in my husband, who is pretty amazing, with my low vibrations then, you know, I wasn't uh, what I would consider a high vibing person then, you know. Um, so if I could do that then, imagine what happens when you heal your wounds, when you nourish your inner child, when you forgive and practice forgiveness, when you walk in gratitude, when you love on your temple, your body, your gift from God, when you heal your body and treat your body with love and respect, and you continue to take your health to the next levels and feel bliss in your body on the daily, holy, right? This is hyperspeed. So this is where one of my story that I had with my husband, I now have had hundreds of manifestations that blow my mind and it gets better and better and better. I was recently packing up all my old journals because I have so many of them and putting them in the safe because, you know, uh, not that anybody in my home would ever go through my journals, but it's like, mm, this is kind of, you know, if I have somebody staying over to watch the dog or whatever, it's like, I don't need these hanging out there. Uh, so let's just pack them up and keep them safe and tidy. But I was, I'm not ready to burn them yet. I, I, I like flipping through them because I have the proof in there of hundreds and hundreds of things that have manifested, that have manifested because of intention, because of clarity, because of pursuit. So, um, Again, I just think it just keeps getting better and better. And that does not mean I don't have human moments. I, of course, have human moments. But I know, I know there's a higher perspective. There's an offering. There's a lesson for me. And that lesson or that pressure or that problem strengthens my ability to serve, to serve myself, to serve others. And it deepens my relationship with God, with the universe. I chose it. So your homework for this first part is to make a list of all the things that you've called in your life and all the signs that have been part of that process, confirming to you that you are in the right spot, that things are in motion, that it's all happening for you. I also want you to reflect on what's on your channel. How has the communication flowed to you? How do you see it? Is there a number? Is there a sequence? Is there an object? Like what are the signs? What has asked of your attention? And then I want you to play with this frequency of highest potentiality. I want you to make three manifestation statements, starting with, I'm so happy and grateful now that. And I want you to write from a place of true desire and trust that it's coming through you. If it's coming through you, it is for you. And end each one with extraordinarily so. And then just sit in the energy. Sit in the energy that the miracles that are yours are yours alone and cannot be missed. All right, so this is a wrap on day one of this series. And I'll see you back for next week's episode on part two. As always, share your reflection pieces with me inside the Fiercely Awakening Facebook group. I'll see you guys soon. Bye. Thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in to today's episode. If you loved your time with me, please subscribe and leave me a review on iTunes so I can keep bringing you the good stuff. 
and then come say hello and be part of the conversation by joining me in our private Facebook group, Fiercely Awakening.